Hello and welcome back to the Dante in a Year podcast. My name is Danny Fitzpatrick. Today we continue with Dante's Purgatorio, Canto 27. Just as when the first rays quiver, there where their maker spread his blood, the Ebro falling below the lofty scales, and then when on the Ganges the noon burns double, so stood the sun. Then the day was leaving when God's elated angel appeared to us. He stood upon the bank beyond the flame and chanted, Beati mundo corde, in a voice much more alive than ours. Then, you'll go no further if not first bitten, holy souls, by the fire. Enter within it, and do not be deaf to the singing beyond, he said to us as we drew near, so that I became when I heard him as the man is who said in his grave. I strained forward over my upheld hands, gazing into the blaze and imagining with horror human corpses I'd once seen set aflame. The good escorts turned toward me, and Virgil said to me, My son, here there may be torment, but not death. Remember this, remember this. And if I guided you to safety even over Gerion, what will I do now nearer to God? Believe for certain that if you stayed within the bed of this flame a full thousand years, it wouldn't be able to burn a single hair. If perhaps you believe I'd deceive you, go toward it and make certain, putting it to the hem of your robes with your hand. Put down now, put down all fear, turn yourself there and go in all assured. And I still stood firm, even counter to conscience. When he saw me still stand firm and obdurate, he said, disturbed a bit, Now see, son, this wall is between Beatrice and you. As at the name of Thisbe, Pyramus on the verge of death opened his eyes and regarded her, then when when the mulberry went vermilion, so my stubbornness resolved, I turned to my sage guide, hearing the name that ever springs within my mind. At this his brow crumpled, and he said, So, should we stay over here? Then he smiled, as at a child one's overcome with an apple. Then before me he passed within the flame, praying Statius that he, who for a long stretch now had divided us, come after. Just as I was in, I would have flung myself in boiling glass for my refreshment, so measureless was the burning there. My sweet father, for my comfort, went on speaking simply of Beatrice, saying, Already it seems to me I see her eyes. Guiding us was a voice that was singing farther on, and we, attending it alone, came forth there where the slope mounted. Venite benedicti patris mei sounded from a light there within, so that it overcame me and I couldn't look. The sun goes on, it sang, and the evening comes. Do not rest, but study your steps while the west has not yet blackened. The way rose right up into the stone toward such a place that I took up from before me the rays of the sun, which was now so low. And we tried to rise the first few stairs when we understood, my sages and I, by the shadow that was spent, that the sun had descended. And before, in all its immensity of parts, the horizon had become of one aspect and night had all dispensed herself, each of us made a bed of a stair for the nature of the mountain overcame the power and delight to rise higher. As stand the goats, ruminant and calm, who'd moved about the slopes rapid and perturbed before they'd pastured, silent in the shade while the sun is fervent, guarded by the shepherd who leans upon his crook and watches over their repose. And as the cowherd who dwells in the open spends the night along with his quiet herd, 
watching that a beast not savage them. So were the three of us gathered, I as a goat and they as shepherds, secured on all sides with a high rock. But a bit of the space between beyond could appear, but in that bit I saw the stars, clearer and larger than they usually are. So pondering and marveling at that, sleep seized me, the sleep which often knows new things before they've ever come to be. In the hour, I believe, when from the Orient Cytherea first reigns upon the mountain, ever ardent with the flames of love, I seem to see in dream a woman, youthful and lovely, come through a field collecting flowers, and singing, she said, Let any who request my name know that I am Leah, and I go all about, moving my beautiful hands to make myself a garland. To please myself at the mirror, I here adorn myself. But my sister Rachel doesn't ever move from her mirror and sits all day. She is as keen to see her lovely eyes as I am to adorn myself with my hands. It pleases her to see and me to work. And now, through the splendors ahead of the day that surge so much more welcome to the pilgrim, the more returning home they shelter him less distantly, the shadows on all sides fled and my sleep with them, at which I raised myself, seeing the great masters already risen, that sweet apple which the care of mortals goes searching on so many branches will today put your hunger at peace. Virgil used such words as these, and never was there a present which could have pleased as well as this. Wish on wish to be above so came upon me that at every step after I felt flight's feathers swell within me. When all the stair had rushed below us, and we were on the uttermost step, Virgil fixed his eyes on me, and he said, You've seen the temporary place and the eternal sun, and you've come to that part where I can discern no further on my own. I have drawn you here with genius and with art. Now take your pleasure for your guide. You are out of the steep way. You are out of the narrow. You see the sun that lights your brow again. You see the new grasses, the flowers, and the arbors the earth here produces of itself alone. While those lovely eyes come elated, which, weeping, made me come to you, you may sit or you may walk among these beauties. Await no further word nor sign from me. Your will is free, erect, and sound, and it comes to error not to do as it indicates. Thus I crown and mitre you over yourself. Thanks for joining me for another episode of the Dante in a Year podcast. See you next time for Dante's Purgatorio, Canto 28.